Bree Dedina, your spiritual life coach. This is the Beyond Grounded Podcast. Our goal is to help you overcome those paralyzing roadblocks by discussing life experience and connecting you with your universal team. Welcome to the Beyond Grounded family. Hi, everyone. Welcome to Beyond Grounded. I'm your spiritual life coach, Brianna Dino, and I'm super excited to introduce today's special guest, Paula Lenz. Paula holds a Bachelor of Arts degree from Sam Houston State University and has more than 40 years within her business career. Upon her retirement, Paula continued to add to her true life's purpose by becoming a speaker and author, discussing her incredible spiritual journey with the loss of her beloved brother, Don Lenz. Her book, Driving Into Affinity, Living With My Brother's Spirit, leads everyone through all of her deep emotions, strange occurrences, and profound lessons, which help to bring back her sense of healing and love. Hi, Paula. Thank you so very much for being here and sharing your most vulnerable, amazing experience with us all. And I must say, after, re- after yeah, after reading your book, I'm in awe. I'm in awe with your energy. I'm in awe with the, the blessed gifts. And uh, I just can't wait. I can't wait for the rest of the of my audience to hear about you and your experiences as well. So, Great. Thank you for having me on your show. So if you could, just um, let, let's jump into it. Let's jump into the best part of, because uh, I feel like I'm just eking out on my, my body and my skin just waiting to talk about this book. Can you please just tell us about, you know, how did this book come to fruition in your life and, and what, you know, what it gave you, what powerful healing and, and experience did you get from it? Well, you know, this was, uh, this this story and, you know, what happened to me all these years of my life, this was not something that I shared along the way. I mean, my brother died in 1983, and the experience that I had that I'm going to talk about today, um, only one or two of my really closest friends ever knew, and so, you know, this was not a side of my life that I claimed to other people. And, uh, you know, once I retired after all these years and had some time to to really focus on other things, suddenly I knew that it was time that I really needed to write this book and share my story. And the healing part about that happening has been for me that for the first time in all these years, I have been able to claim this side of my life, and it really made me uh, realize how I I felt really that I was an authentic person because I was claiming all of this other side of me and all these other things that had happened to me. So in that regard, it was a very healing um, journey to reach that point. And, you know, when the book finally came out and was published, I found myself sort of holding my breath about it. But I was very pleased when, you know, all these business people who knew me and who found out about my book and everything, that they were they were all accepting of it. And one business person, they actually had a reception at their house and had me speak uh, to, to some of their people. And so for me, um, it was this huge relief and this step into authenticity. I was happy for how it was received by people. 
who had known me all my life and happy that it just brought to bear a new life path for me to share this story with other people and to go forward um, with the with the message of you know all these things that I received from my brother and my experience. That's amazing. Reading your book, and I saw that even your 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 sibling, your your baby sister, had you know her dreams, and even your dad has had his experiences too. And did that seem to bring you all closer together in in this? this moment and more reassurance that that's that's really what you want to do is just kind of start opening up and talking to other people more about it or well right um you know my my sister you know as you mentioned uh in, in the book I talk about an experience that she had also um a precognizant dream and my dad is deceased uh and um but you know, he acknowledged, he and his wife acknowledged that, you know, they were certain that Donnie was around. And, um, you know, those kinds of additional people that I bring out in the book who, who did experience things, and my mom had a dream uh, about him and, and an experience. And so those kinds of additional experiences in addition to my own that I talk about helps other people even more uh, to be ready to claim suddenly, uh, you know, they'll tell me about an experience that they had with a loved one who had already crossed over, but you could tell that they didn't really talk to anybody about that. But when they find out some of these kinds of experiences that I've had, then they're very ready to open up and share with me, you know, these different experiences that uh, that they may have had. And they were kind of questioning themselves like, well, is this my loved one reaching out or or is this just something I'm imagining? And so for me sharing all those other, you know, other people in my life who had experiences, I think is so meaningful for others and helps them to be able to say, oh, yeah, I had an experience too like that. Very true. Honestly, completely understand that and appreciate that. I loved in your book how it would talk about your driving into infinity. Talk about that and the and explain to people so that they too know what you experienced in that, because that was honestly a profound moment and there was additional supportive occurrences that happened, but it seemed like that was the moment that really kicked off your connection and awareness to the other side. Yes. So as I mentioned earlier, my, my brother died in a, uh, an accident in 1983 and I was 30 at the time. He was 26. When he had his accident, you can only imagine how completely, utterly devastated our whole family was. And I just felt so much anguish, and I was just completely devastated by it as well. Because my brother and I had always been pretty close. We were four years apart. Even as we got older, we always talked to each other and uh, shared a lot of things. I just didn't know how I was 
going to go on. I mean, uh, I just, you know, my whole family, of course, as I said, were just in deep sorrow. The whole idea there about driving into infinity, I'll explain first that that my brother was killed while he was driving a company truck. So after his funeral, I wanted to take some flowers out to my grandparents' house. So I used his personal truck. I put the flowers in there. And I'm driving out to my grandparents. And as I'm driving, suddenly I realized that I was seeing 360 degrees. I could see all around me as I was driving. And I didn't know what was happening to me. And before I could even think too much more about it, I realized that I could see at my right shoulder this pattern of lights, this energy, but I could see it was my brother. And he was right there with me at my right shoulder. And I didn't know what was happening to me. But he began to speak telepathically to me. And he said, I don't want you to be sad. Uh, I want you to be happy because he told me he was happy. And he said that he wanted me to know what life was like for him now. And he explained to me that he was on another plane of being and that it had simply been time for him to leave. And at this point, I became aware that I was no longer in my body, uh, but I existed only... I'll say in like a state of consciousness and I was no longer aware of driving at all. I was completely out of the truck and gone. And instead I saw a landscape very briefly which just looked like a lot of outlines. But then after that my entire focus was on experiencing infinity and eternity and the vision I had in my mind at the time that was happening was as though I were out in the middle of the universe and my brother was still he stayed with me at my right I'll say shoulder area he stayed with me the whole time of this entire experience and I felt um, with I didn't have any body restricting me any longer, and I felt that I was one with the universe because I experienced these three waves. The first one that I experienced was this wave of just all peace, and then the next wave I experienced was all love, and I also experienced all knowledge of the universe this experience with all love, this was an energy, an energy of love. And I knew that this energy of love was the creator of everything. 
And so that's what I end up calling spirit in my book because I felt that it is an energy of love. It's not like a man or a woman. It's an energy of love. At least that's what I experienced. Um, And all of these things that I experienced at that point, not only did I know about them, but I actually became one with all knowledge, all love. There was just no separation of me from anything. I was one with this spirit of universal love. And at that point, I came to understand that love is the all-encompassing, caring, and creative element of the universe. And further, I understood that there's no separation of anything uh, from this all-encompassing spirit or God or energy of love. And that all we have to do is open up to spirit, uh, allowing this supreme consciousness and love into our own consciousness. And everything and everyone, without exception, everything that exists, is the spirit of this universal love. And everything and everyone is connected throughout the entire universe. But that, again, that was not just something I knew, like uh, a piece of knowledge. It was something that I became. I was the fabric of this entire universe. And I can't explain how I just loved being in this state uh, of freedom. And at that point, I knew that I did not care one thing about going back to my body. You know, this was a natural state for me. And... I had no desire to do anything else except to experience more of this state because this was home to me. And um, as I desired to be deeper into this experience because I didn't want to go back, um, I suddenly began whooshing away very rapidly. It, It was like I could hear this rushing sound. And... Within an instant, though, I'll say it was like I felt my brother's hand or spirit pushing down on, on me, and he said to me, no, you can't go yet. It isn't your time. And with his energy kind of pushing me back down, then very suddenly, I'll say with a feeling of, but thud, I landed back into my physical body. And during this time, I realized uh, that I continued driving this truck. I had actually made a turn onto the road that took me to my grandparents. But from that moment on, after this experience, my life, my consciousness, my view about everything on earth, was just never the same again. And um, 
I'll explain to you that from this experience is how I derived the title of my book. Uh, because my brother was driving at the time of his accident, and I was driving, uh, of course, when I had this experience. And it was, the, you know, we both were driving into infinity. Um, but in as much as this experience totally changed me, um, you know, I I continued to have more after-death communications from my brother in all kinds of strange ways. Um, and even my, my parents, my dad and his wife, you know, heard these microwave buttons going off at night. And my mother had this dream encounter with, with my brother. He came back to her as a deer. Um, and he took out of her heart when he left out of that dream he took out of her heart the deepest grief from her because she just didn't think that she could go on living. And so for me, too, even the fact that my brother continued to reach out to me in all these different ways at my house and, uh, um, you know, like I saw him one time in my living room at home. He you know, was pulling out this dining room chair at my house. Um, and that, that chair was, like, pulled out every couple of days uh, each week. In fact, I had asked my husband, you know, if he had been going into the dining room and sitting down using his chair, and he said no. And that was a chair that my brother had sat in one summer when he uh, lived with us. Uh, but I just had so many experiences uh, of things that he, you know, has done in the past to show me that he's around, and that still continues today. Um, so I definitely had a complete change in consciousness and, and how I viewed life. And, uh, you know, but again, other other than just a few of my friends during that whole period of time, really most people did not know about all these things that were happening. But I can say that, yes, it was a terrible thing to lose my brother, but on the other side of that is, you know, my brother gave me a huge gift that has continued to grow through all of these years um, because it was as though I, I developed, um, as I said, special gifts for being able to, you know, continue to see him do things around me. And then I also began to develop uh, the ability, sometimes I could hear people's thoughts I became much more intuitive, and, you know, there's just been so many experiences along that line. Uh, the other thing is I developed uh, electromagnetic uh, effects. For example, if I'm walking down the street in the evening or something and the street lamps are on, uh, as I walk past, the light goes off and then it comes back on after... I walk by, 
Uh, the same thing happens if I'm driving on the freeway in the evening. The light will go out as I drive past, and then it comes back on when I'm further down the road. So there's just so many different after effects that I had. Thank you so much for you know sharing in depth. That's one thing that I fell in love with, and even in your book, and even hearing your words now, is you're able to really describe it so that I can feel it. I'm really intrigued about how everybody's interpreting what they're experiencing because we can all describe it differently, even though it's very similar. And uh-huh. you know, for for you to be able to to go to that space and that dimension, my method has been through like meditation or quiet time and usually to get my body to quiet I would sit in the sun so because like explaining to some people in my life they're like well how does that feel what do you mean I'm like well it's like sitting in the sun where you take a huge deep breath and you just kind of melt inside yourself but yet you feel like you're yeah. so connected to something much bigger and I said which I'm telling you is is pretty much you know our source God and our angels and our loved ones and our guys we're all I said we're all at that same frequency and vibration that you just there there is no boundary or end it's we're just all congealed in that moment so um in your book one of the things that stood out to to my heart was when you said as I experienced it we are all one and all love there's no separation, as the separation exists only in our minds as humans. And it's so true when you really start looking at what you're experiencing and feeling in your connections that, much like you and I both described, when you go to that dimension, there, there is no separation. Where It just flows, where, and we're all just melted together. <laughs> so Right. At the end of my book, there's... Uh a chapter that's written by Dr. Janice Holden, and uh, she brings to bear the, she's a, a near-death experience researcher, well, and in all other kinds of um, death experiences. She brings out in that chapter the research that's been done all these years since you know, way back when I had this experience, there was there was research starting to be done, which I did find through Dr. Kenneth Ring's book, um, his, his book Heading Toward Omega. There was one mention in there of a similar incident. But, um, you know, all of these after effects that I talk, talk about here and, and in my book, uh, it's just so important to realize there has been so much research done in this area. I have the ability to just put myself back into that experience in the middle of the universe. You know, sometimes when people read about research related to these kinds of things, it helps them to let go of their fears or, you know, if they've had some sort of experience and so that they can can become more comfortable with being okay with whatever it is that they experienced. So I was really blessed that she offered to write this chapter. Um, So, you know, even beyond all the things that I talk about that people might find interesting, I I think that this afterward chapter, uh, like I said, is just really important so that people understand There's just so much more out there, so much more research to help people uh, with this idea 
especially if they if they think they've had some kind of outreach or experience with a loved one who has who has crossed over. Um, and as I said, you know, for me, this experience that I had in infinity, you know, I love to go back and put myself into that space and into that feeling of being one uh, because having been there directly, I'm able to do that. And, you know, it's hard to, um, it's just so, you just feel so fulfilled and whole in that state of being, as you're talking about, you were mentioning, you know, making that connection. And um, one of the things that I mentioned in my book and which now I have followed up on is what I call the meld into spirit technique. And, um, you know, like you have your way of reaching that state of being for yourself. And, of course, as I just mentioned, you know, I can put myself back into that state. But for others who are not as familiar about doing those kinds of things, this is a methodology whereby you can connect with spirit while you're just out walking around in a park you could, and you're actually supposed to do this with your eyes open. And I just recently completed um, putting together a workshop on the meld into spirit technique. And it includes this little video clip that I had done. It's about a minute and 15 seconds. And there's no words, there's no music. It's included as part of the PowerPoint show, which I made that whole thing into a video, and it's actually posted on YouTube, on my YouTube channel. Uh, But if you just go to YouTube.com and you do a search for meld into spirit technique, it will bring up that video. And so that whole workshop provides a lot of additional information that I don't cover in my book uh, related to the whole idea of consciousness and this meld into spirit technique. I provide a visualization that goes along with this short video clip I mentioned uh, to help people get into that state of being. And so it's just free to everybody because Uh, I just want people to be able to reach a a different state of being in their consciousness. Um, You know, it's different than sitting down and doing prayer or even just sitting down and doing a meditation, you know, because usually that's something where you kind of have to go to to the side and... uh, and be quiet, be by yourself, and close your eyes, and think about potentially, you know, the meditation of what you want, that kind of thing. This is meant to be something that you integrate into your life in a more natural way, because you can do it wherever. You can even do it in your office, sitting at your desk, um, with your eyes open and just uh, visualizing getting into that space and feeling that connection with spirit and how that feels. And once you feel that, 
then more and more that you are able to make that connection, it just becomes easier and easier. So I would offer that to people um, if they want to get into a different kind of way of connecting with spirit. That that's why I put together that workshop. And to watch the video, it's only about forty-five minutes. Uh, it definitely is a, such an amazing technique, especially from whenever you first open up and everyone enhances meditation and how to try and, and perfect your technique so that you start trusting what you're, you know, what you're doing and helping your quieting your mind and helping to quiet your body. And with, with, mel, uh, with the mist, the melt into spirit technique, I, I loved how you didn't have to stop. You, can, you could do it while you're walking. And that as you grow and you learn how to con- connect and, and be more confident in what you're hearing and feeling and experiencing and um, your interaction, in life you, you, you can hit that whole meditation. But I think overall people start freaking themselves out thinking, oh, oh, my gosh, I have to be quiet and i got to let things go and i you know, I, I got to relax, i got to be quiet. And I think they get so overwhelmed in the moment that, that it's giving up and missing out on hearing or feeling and just being. Yeah, that's exactly right, what you're saying about meditation. I mean, there's nothing wrong with that. There's good times for doing that. But I so agree with your observation about that. And uh, that's why I ended up, um, you know, finally pulling together, uh, deciding how best to help people do this other methodology because the other part about that, the whole key to the meld into spirit technique is, and I do bring this out in the workshop, but you have to do this through your heart area. You, you start this by focusing on your heart area of love. And when you feel your heart area, your heart chakra, And when you feel that love starting to come through in your heart area, getting really warm in the heart chakra area, you know, that's that's the beginning. That is how you connect into this state of being, um, of being the oneness. And that is what it's all about, is about being the oneness through the heart because it is being the oneness of love, which is everything. So you point out this dif- these differences between doing meditation and this, and that's an especially key aspect of the difference of uh, how to, to do this meld into spirit technique. Perfect. And I also saw, as I was reading in your book, just to kind of give people some more options to think about, was you talked about Tai Chi, you know, with Qui Gong, and also the Buddha Metta Meditation, which is very peaceful whenever you sit and you read that and you take your deep breaths. And so those are also great experiences. Can you add, can you add more to those two uh, options and trying as well? Yeah, well, you know, Tai Chi... You know, I took a, a class at um, our, uh, you know, local health club that we belong to. And, you know, usually it's a case of they kind of dim the lights and you do these these movements with your body and, um, and you're really dealing with the energy of your body when you're doing Tai Chi, you know, whatever type it is. 
you're moving around the energy of your body. And that is a really great way for people to get into the space and the idea of, oh, energy around my body, you know, that we're, we're so made up of this energy around us, but we don't think of ourselves like that. And just like connecting with the energy of the heart, you know, feeling that come through. And so your mind, when you're doing Tai Chi and these movements uh, slowly and uh, moving through the different, different deals, you know, your mind is able to, uh, like I say, kind of get more into that space of realizing the energy around your body. I would highly recommend that to anyone. And it's, you know, it's great to go to these other kinds of exercise classes. Don't get me wrong. I, I do lots of physical things like bike riding and hiking and all of that. And those are all really good. Uh, but, again, there's something to be said for other kinds of uh, methodologies whereby you're made so much more aware of the energy in your body. Um, you know, if we can get more to that level of thinking about that it, instead of thinking about what you have to do each day, instead of doing, you're thinking more about being, being uh, your energy and being with that energy. Completely agree with you, because as I tell like my clients and people in my, that come into my life, I said you have to take in consideration that there's many things to be appreciated and, and have gratitude for. So it's basically kind of blessing all aspects of you as opposed to a single one. Yes, exactly. And you know the 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 Buddha uh, meta that I included here there at the end, you know is is really for healing. Prayers are good and, and that kind of thing, but I just thought that particular um, Buddha made a really resonated with me, and I wanted to share that uh, with people. Uh, like you seem to connect with that, and you liked it, and, and I think because it's somewhat different, I think it was a good thing to include at the end of the book there. Yes, it definitely kind of like sparks your heart. Much like your experience of great loss, a little over two years ago, I, I lost my dad's you know, body. He transitioned uh, with his soul to the other side, and I was four months pregnant on top of that, and my son looks just like my dad. And so as I was reading your book, it was manifesting all of these feelings that I kind of, that my body kind of like shut down, much like your, your year of experience of, of pain and, and depression. And you, you talked about your drinking experience. And um, yeah, so... It kind of like, like I said, this book really kind of confirmed to me and encouraged me to continue to open up, continue to go and experience what I need to do to heal for my, you know, my body's experience. Because our souls, I tell everybody, our souls know that, like, we're, your soul constantly connects, even if you're not aware. It doesn't let you down if you're so focused on yeah. your body. I said, but in the same token, when you're someone like me who would rather be with the other side um, and feel it to be a struggle and just wanting to shut down and, and not heal and not express, I'm learning now the power behind that and allowing my body f to feel like it's heard. 
you know, more than just staying inside my own head and being afraid of yeah. what happens when I open up. So, um, yeah, I, I fell in love with that meditation because it was helping to heal my heart and to give me a hug and saying, like, keep keep talking about it, keep opening up. And, you know, like I said, I, I'm, I'm grateful the universe brought you and our, our, you know, your path and my path together. So we have this moment that just completely enhances the my first attraction of where I just felt. I just felt like that there was such a power about you, such a loving, encouraging power that I was like, I just need to touch base. And then it opened up more once I, I bought your book. And But uh, yes, that, that meditation that you put in there, it definitely resonated with me, and I'm grateful for that. Oh, good. You know, you bring up a point that even though I had had this experience with my brother, you know, this out-of-body experience with him, it's not like I just overnight turned into some saint who was just over <laughs> the death of my brother. I mean, I really struggled for a long time with uh, death and grief. And, um, you know, I did a lot of drinking for a while. And, um, you know, eventually, uh, several years, you know, down the road, I, I just realized that I just couldn't keep acting like that and um, and I mentioned that because you know again it's yes this book is about what I learned with my brother in infinity but it's really to help people understand that you're not alone if you're struggling with grief for years after that um, I mean Obviously, everybody around you, your friends, want you to be healed and be okay about everything. You know, they don't want you to be suffering. But honestly, there's nothing that anybody can do except yourself, and that's just live through it and, and you know, reach the point where, um, I won't say you're okay with it, but you reach the point where you understand, I'll say, that, you know what, you have to move on with your own life, you know, and that's what I said to myself, you know what, I'm still here, yes, my brother's not here, but I am, and I have to do something with my life, and that is just all part of the package, you know, some people deal, well, everybody, I think, deals with their grief differently, and you just have to allow the space for people to deal with it in their own way. When my dad died, he was 74. I knew he was ill. And, of course, I was very distraught and sad um, when he crossed over because, you know, he was gone from my life. And even though I knew he was okay on the other side, but it's for ourselves that we have to heal ourselves in terms of their they're not being in our our lives anymore here in this you know in this earthly plane i would say to people you know don't chastise people who are still grieving um yes you might want to see if they can be helped in some way or whatever there's nothing wrong with getting counseling i myself did not but um you know, I would just say that it's just a process. It's an individual process for everyone. 
Very true. I completely agree. And people in my life said, well, you know, as, as much as you're connected and you say that your dad, you can see, hear, and feel him, they were kind of concerned that I was still having an issue. Um, and I had to ex- try to give them perspective in the fact that, like I said, souls, souls talk to souls, Ener- you know, energy likeness, energy meets energy, and yet our avatar bodies talks to avatar bodies. So it's the missing of the physical that we still got to work through, even if your soul is connected to the other side, even if they, you know, you do see and feel and hear them. Right. Yeah, that's just so true. And I'm sure some people, when they read my book and and they see this experience or, you know, read about this experience I had, uh, and yet then, you know, I go on to describe all how terrible the grief was that I went through about my brother, and I'm sure they might might think, well, gosh, but you had this great experience. You know, why should you be grieving like that? But you're exactly right. You know, it's the physical interaction uh, and joy and fun things that you experience with that person in this life that now you don't have. And that that's a big leap, um, especially when someone is young and they're younger, it's a lot harder, you know. And um, that's something that you, as the person left here on Earth, has to come to terms with at some point. But you have to do it in your own way. So, you know, I totally agree with what you're saying. So exciting to be able to connect with you on this level. Um, I do want to take time and... Um, start discussing like your goals. I know that also in your book you talked about reading people's aura. Like, are you still utilizing that in your journey, or are you focusing more on your connecting and speaking, and and possibly writing other books to come? You know, I can, I can still look at people's auras uh, if they want me to, and I do check my own aura in the mirror from time to time. But I don't focus on that as much, I'll say. You know, more my focus now is on, you know, speaking to people and talking with people about what their issues are. But the other thing that I've had happening most recently, I'll say in the last probably two years, I have found that I find myself in circumstances, I'll say that spirit puts someone in front of me, you know, I'll happen to mention to them about my book. And sometimes I'm kind of urged to mention uh, about my book to someone and, um, and just a little bit about my experience, you know, about losing my brother. And suddenly that person will share with me that they've just lost someone that they love, and I will find that um, sometimes their loved one will show up next to me, and they'll start telling me certain information to tell this person. And uh, that is kind of a more recent development so that's an area I've kind of been a little more focused in. Um, it just seems that spirit places certain people in front of me that need my help, and then their loved one comes through and tells me this stuff. So uh, that is, 
like I said, that's kind of the most recent thing that's developed for me. And I love it because I'm able to help people like that when this person, you know, comes through from the other side. Uh, But, you know, this is not something that happens all the time. I think it's just a question of when someone's in front of me that is really suffering about something related to a loved one, that suddenly that information needs to start coming through. But that's not really anything I control or or even try to do. <laughs> so I just never know what's going to develop for me along the way, it seems like. Well, it's beautiful that, you know, that you're open and you're paying attention and you can sense that. Um, if you're looking specifically for a certain loved one, like nine times out of ten, they give what is needed, not necessarily what is wanted. It could be complete, someone completely different that's a loved one that comes through for you as opposed to the one that you actually think you think and feel that you want to hear from, too. I, I said our universal team, you know, our angels, our guides, our loved ones, and, you know, and God, I said, they bring especially what we need. Uh, more so than what we long for in our own critiquing human perspective, I should say. (laughs) Yeah, it's always spirits doing in terms of when suddenly someone is there in front of me who they they need some help in some way, and then, you know, that's how it comes through me. So not something I think about doing. It just it just happens. Yeah. <laughs> so I just let it happen as it comes, you know. Well, it's such a beautiful, it's just a beautiful thing that you're that open and, and that, you know, you could bless through that connection and help inspire other people that they too can actually open up like that. Um, that that's been another part of journey for me is when I work with my one of my clients, I make sure by the time that our sessions, however many sessions they have with me, that they clearly understand that they can instantly get messages, that they've probably been getting messages. It's just they haven't been focusing on outside of their five senses. Uh, because we yeah. all, to me, I, my theory is if you, if you believe you have a soul, then honestly start believing you can do what I do. <laughs> um, yeah, and that's right. Yeah. That's right. What are the best ways that people can find you, uh, your website and, and any type of, like, you, said, you mentioned YouTube earlier, so that's great that they could go on YouTube and, and Google Paula Lens and get to see some of your other interviews and your speeches that you put into, into things that are there. Um, so is there other ways of, of con- contacting you or getting to know more about you? Well, you know, probably the best place is my website, um, which is paulalensauthor.com. And... Uh, on my blog, well, first of all, on my website, there is a page where uh, it says, you know, if if you want to contact me, there's a little form and my email address there, which I can give the email address to you right now for that, which is P3UL3, which is the three is for in the A's, P3UL3. L E N Z like zebra uh, at gmail dot com. So people can email me. They have questions or or whatever. And um, 
again, that form is, there is a form, but you could just, you know, email using that email address. But also on my website, there is a blog tab, and on that blog, I do have posted um, several of my interviews that I've done for various shows, but even if you just um, do a search under my name, uh, it will it should bring up a listing of some of the shows that I've done out there. And, and there's quite a few to choose from. But, you know, each interview is, is different and brings out different information. So those are the ways that people can find, you know, listen to some other interviews or find out additional information. Uh, if they go to my website on the very first page, there is, uh, there's links there, you know, if, if you're interested in buying directly my book or whatever. But, uh, you know, there, there is a good bit of information out there. Is there any last words of wisdom that you have that you want to share with everybody before we go? You know, I, I would just say that uh, I, I would hope that people understand that, in relation to things that happen in life, not even necessarily in relation to a person's death, but I would just say be more open to, I guess, the universe at large, perhaps giving you information that you might be seeking or showing you a new path, uh, you know, just to try to cultivate the trust that you can get information uh, come to you that you might need whatever that might relate to. Perfect. Uh, that's, that's such a beautiful, loving thing for you to share and encourage us all. And thank you so very much for taking time to connect with us and share your vulnerable and amazing journey. And uh, I look forward to seeing much more greatness uh, coming from you that we could also then share again uh, once you start hitting those levels. But thank, thank you so much, Paula. And I thank everybody for coming and listening uh, to Paula's story and, and bonding and, and uh, taking time with us. Much love and many blessings to you all. Talk to you soon. Bye. Bye.